So we're going to um, completely surrender and just um, read a part of the Bible which has come forth here. And it's from St. Matthew. So it's um, preaching of John. It says here at the top of the page, but it does talk about um, Jesus and the birth of Jesus, which is pretty amazing that I would just open the Bible at that page. So we'll start off with the Lord's Prayer in the thanksgiving way, as it is always right and just to give thanks in every time and place and everywhere. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm going to have a look over here. And we have really kind of come to this. We'll start at chapter two and Jesus being born in Bethlehem. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, 
saying, In Rama there was a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream. He turned aside into the parts of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptised of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you, that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruits is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his sweet into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward unhungered. And when the temper came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up unto the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, Thou be the Son of Man, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, 
and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came, up, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zabulon and Nephthalim that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region in shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Just after this, um, we hear that you know Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee, and um, just before I go on any further, you hear I'm a bit funny with some of the pronunciations. I'm reading from a Bible with different pronunciation and different ways of saying some of the names, and so um, the names are not the same as they are in all, even all kind of um, versions of the King James Bible. This one is different as well. I quickly got this one and realised obviously it was a christening bible and I thought well I'll keep it because it fits really nicely it's so small I can kind of take it anywhere and that's helpful if I'm going to be out and about and I happen to see someone that needs to hear from it um but we'll see because some of the as I say some of the words are just not really is accurate but anyway um I've tried to kind of give you them as close as possible to the way that they're actually um written here and now we kind of um we look at Jesus and how um he is really the one who uh as we know we're seeing him pre-ascension here so when we read from the bible and um, mostly if it's the new testament but he hasn't ascended yet so it's pre-ascension he hasn't you know we're not talking about the part where he's um, died or even resurrected or ascended and rose up to heaven at this point we're talking about him before all of that as he comes down to earth so we know that now in context obviously Jesus is ascended and he has gifted us with the Holy Spirit so we have Jesus with us here at all times through the power of that Holy Spirit only for those obviously that accept so for those of us that accept there's this baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is what we have in these days. So like over 2000 years now, it's been a baptism of the Holy Spirit, which has been um, the type of baptism that's really required um, to honestly receive Jesus' Holy Spirit since he obviously died and re resurrected and ascended. So over 2000 years ago, as we know. And here we go, we're coming up on Christmas as it is not actually Jesus' real birthday, of course, we know that. But it is the date that is used on the calendar for humans to celebrate the time of Jesus' birth. So it's a funny time because people are looking to baby Jesus, the coming of Jesus in that format and going back in time and back in history. 
It's so important to understand the context of now and um, not to read the Bible in the context too, too much so in that time only because you're getting lost in the way and some people might read it literally in terms of um, what they have to do in the now. And even although it's a living text, it is a living text, but it's living only if you have the living word inside of you and you can interpret it in that way, living but here in the now and then put it in contextually in the now, um, that's only done, you're only able to do that if you have the Holy Spirit. Many people can't do that. They'll talk about the context within regards to history. So they'll look at the historical aspects of it. They'll look at um, what they've come up with from different churches and what it is come to them in terms of like the Holy Spirit in that church's particular teaching. But they won't exactly always be, re- be able to refer to what is going on in the here and now and what the actual Holy Spirit says in the here and now if they don't have the Holy Spirit. So that's a main difference. You will note these people will look very much in the context of the historical aspect and they will look very textbook if they don't have the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to do all of that and we can do all of that with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so here we hear that, you know, Jesus is saying, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's telling um, these fishermen that he sees as he walks past the shores and the Sea of Galilee. He's walking along there and um, we hear that uh, he has his first lot of disciples come to join him. And he basically tells them that, you know, um, as they are casting in it into the sea, that every um, person uh, there will become a fisher of men instead. So they straight away left their nets and they followed him to become um, this elevated type of fisher and that they were going to be fishers. In other words, they were going to cast their nets and help um, people, real people. Um, so not just fish anymore for food, but they were living on the bread of life. They had that of Jesus in their lives now. And so for us, it's the same thing that maybe not in a physical way, but physical for us um, in terms of the spirit manifesting through us that we have Jesus with us. He's our bread of life and therefore our lives begin to change and we don't seek after so much the same types of situations or things in life. We don't seek after that maybe the type of job that you had changes. It becomes less of something physical or less of something of like for a living but it now becomes that you are living by every word that proceedeth forth from the mouth of Christ he has caught you in his net so to speak you have the power of the Holy Spirit and then you're able to do the same and you will be able to catch people in your net and help them to ascend as well and so this is the patterning this is how it goes and this is what we are looking at here just now Okay, so thanks be to God for this reading. I hope it really has spoken to you. Um, I could go on and on and on about this and talk tons about it. I don't feel that's what's meant to happen here for this one today. I feel it's something you have to mull over personally for your own situation, your own individual situation yourself. And maybe there's something here for you. Maybe you're being called right now. This was something um, that just opened at this page and we have gone all the way from Jesus' birth. We've talked about Herod. So we talked about what it's like between the two sides, the disciples and those that are against Christ. So the Christ and the Antichrist. 
We talk about, we've even heard about how, you know, there are people that want to um, take you into their particular lifestyle or their particular story like Herod did, trying to take um, little children away. And we hear of um, this um, the morning of Rachel in this. So Rachel is basically um, the name given to stand for uh, women who are in mourning over their children who have been taken away. And so Rachel is this perpetual symbol of a woman reawaiting uh, the coming of her children, coming back again. And I can understand for lots of us as well, there's some people that have their children in boarding schools or um, with regards to coronavirus or other things that might be going on. Maybe it's someone behaving like Herod that's trying to kind of covet your child at this time. And we pray for that to be broken in the name of Jesus. We pray that any horrible, mean, evil people or men, Herodians are broken off your children in the name of Jesus, that they are set free in the name of Jesus. And do you know, right what came to me there was, it's not just children that are young. We're not just talking about primary children of um, like mothers, um, of Rachel's out there. We're actually talking about, I believe here now, adult children of God have lost their way, that have found themselves in a Herodian type of position. Maybe they're lost in their average everyday working job, but they are feeling called out of there. They're being called to be set free from Herod. Remember, we hear that Herod died um, and, you know, there's no longer this um, need to worry. Um, we hear about partway through there. So we pray for that in the name of Jesus, for that Herodian to be crushed and destroyed in the name of Jesus and for those to be sent back to their rightful mother and also for those who are, um, I really get the sense of this Rachel, um, you know, I've never thought of this before in this way, but you know, Mary, so to go to Mary, you know, we hear of the time in between where Mary is sort of reawaiting. There's times where she's reawaiting um her child coming back to her, and that is one at the temple when Jesus just goes off and decides he's going to stay at the temple and be there about his father's business, so to speak, in other words, God's business, and Joseph and Mary have been so worried about it. But they get him back and that's really good. There's also the time as well when, you know, Jesus has ascended, but Mary is waiting for his return. And so we also and look to some type of return. It's not so much the return because the Holy Spirit's always there with us, but it's um it's more of a kind of a deepening and a developing of our relationship again with God in a larger way. But Mary also um, wanted to be united and we hear of the, the teaching that she was reunited with her son in heaven. And we find this in the book of Revelation. You can look a little bit more at that there if you haven't already, but that's where that kind of really is highlighted. The woman isn't named, but we assume because of all the, um, the obvious links to um, her child, who is the one who would rule all the nations. That's clearly um, Christ. That's clearly Jesus. So therefore, the mother of 
Jesus is Mary and that's why we talk about the woman with the 12 stars. That's why Mary has those 12 stars around her head that's all discussed in the book of Revelation. So, um, you know, there's these two times as well we can really link to that and how, you know, Mary asks us to come back. So you, in your everyday life, um, you know, there's maybe this Marian aspect that you have to kind of like understand that Mary will call you back and will lead you and point you toward um, doing what Jesus says and things will just go much more easier and swifter and more decisive for you as you follow. And that is what it was, you know, as the last words really there were. Um, and I'm just going to read it to you because I, I stopped just before this, actually. Um, okay. I'll read from 17 again, verse 17. So it's St. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straight away left their nets and followed him. Okay, there we go. So again, as Mary points you in that direction um, towards Jesus, you're able to develop more of an understanding for her conception. She is the mother, so she is the conceiver of God. And that's why and people go to Mary in terms of like praying to Mary and uh, or they feel like a kind of understanding or a closeness with um, Saint and who is obviously Queen um, Mary because of the closeness of her conception. God just didn't spring up out of nowhere just in her womb as a separate entity. Um, you know, when a mother gives birth to a child, um, there is a, a huge um, relationship um, between both mother and child and that is why you know a Mary is so important when we're considering our relationship with Jesus and um, you know there just there isn't really any other way to understand Jesus Jesus just isn't of course Jesus is um, the most important in terms of Christ is the most important God is the most important but there really isn't a way to get that closer to understand the concept of Mary's, in other words, Mary's child, her, her conception, her conceiving of her child without understanding her first. And so I really do feel that maybe um, this is certainly a call for some of you to to think more about that Marian call as well. Um, and then also, of course, if she points you in the right direction things start to move swiftly, as I say. And that's certainly what we hear here. It's like the last words of how things are just, you know, the fishers just go straight away. They leave their nets and they just go and follow Jesus. Okay, well, thank you so much, everybody. I um, pray this blesses you greatly. And um, I will look forward to sharing with you again. I have nothing on Facebook for today, um, but I just wish you all a blessed day have a lovely time this is Wednesday the 23rd of um, December 2020 that I'm recording this on um, 
tomorrow we've got the 24th and Friday is the 25th on Christmas. So on Friday, therefore, um, yeah, I think that Friday, obviously, you know, I did say that I would do a service. So God, God willing, God still willing, I will do um, a type of service again. And if you'd like then uh, to join me for making like a Chris Dingle and finding out more about it, um, I would say, you know, we, we are Scottish. It is a traditionally more of a kind of English type of um, Anglican church-based um, activity. Um, but it wasn't always the case. I think it actually came from somewhere in Germany originally um, in the 1700s. So we'll look into a little bit of the history of it. We'll find out a little bit more of it. It is slightly more reformed, but in some ways it's not. You get that as you kind of arise. You realise the links to look all sides and every side, look through it. Um, but it's a really good activity just to kind of like help little children to like visually understand um Jesus is the light of the world it's something tangible it's something physical but it's also something that's really um you know it's really fun to do for children it's like really great in terms of crafts arts and crafts and having that time to meditate and pray um with Jesus but it's a really great nutritious kind of thing too so it's something that also um, nurtures them spiritually but also actually physically too as it is you know um, a natural fruit which they can eat later on and it just encourages like kind of healthy sort of eating but a little bit of you know kind of fun sort of munching as well because we get to put sweets and things or fruits whatever you prefer on the end um, of them as you've seen if um, you've watched me make them so I mean there's so many aspects to it that's really really good and um, nutritional as I say in many ways from spiritually as the word you know of God is upon this in every part of the activity as well as that of the actual fruit itself um, so great um, hope you can join me for that of course it will be based um, most heavily on um, Christmas itself the meaning of Christmas and then of course so the word of God and um, with along with this activity. Okay thank you and blessings and I look forward to speaking with you very soon. Have a lovely day.